I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Are you there? Oh my god. I'm gonna yawn. Sorry. She's yawning. Hello. <laughs> oh, sorry, everybody. I cut that out of last week, so we'll leave Did that you? one in. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> if you know, Hello. You know. Hi. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Good. Better than yesterday because I was Better. a Grumposaurus. Sometimes you just got to be Grumposaurus. I didn't want to be a Grumposaurus, though. I didn't want to be. Uh, <laughs> Made so me grumpy more grumpy. Grumposaurus. <laughs> Literally went to the pot shop, bought edibles, and ate them. I wasn't driving. Ate them in the car. Like, I was like, I need to chill out right now. <laughs> I need to get my chill on. I didn't even want to hang out with myself. I was like, you know, when you're just feeling so <laughs> ick. Yes. Yes. I need to disassociate for a minute or two. <laughs> Hold on. Today's got to go in the trash. It is what it is. Anyway, how are you? What are you up to? Oh, I'm not up to much. I finished the hating game. Your sexy book? 
and I, Ashley did this cool thing on on Instagram. She writes her books and like puts it on her stories. Mm-hmm. But then she also put a spicy indicator. What does that mean? Like how spicy is it? How spicy the book is. Yeah. And what did she rate it? Oh, she didn't do the hating game, but I, I messaged her. She did oh. one for the love hypothesis, which I read and I liked. And there were spicy bits, but it wasn't like the hating game. Spicy levels. Oh, spicy. And she gave it like two peppers or whatever. And I was like, where was this for the hating game? I needed oh. I needed a, um, a warning going in. I so think. do you like the... Wait, is smut the one where it's dead people? Smut? What? Isn't that necrophilia? Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. Smut. What am I thinking? I'm trying to think of a different word. It's not smut. It's um Is smut the one? There's another one. What you're talking about? Snuff. Snuff films, yes. That's bad. That's bad. So smut That's like dark web shit. Yeah. Okay, okay. Snuff films. So smut is just like sexual okay yeah Yeah, so it's smut (laughs) yeah but there was a storyline that I was invested in at the same time so I finished (gasps) it but it was a lot of sexy times sexy times (laughs) so now you rate it I haven't given it a rating yet I haven't told Goodreads I'm finished because I don't know how many chilies how many chilies would you give it me 10 yeah. out of 5 because I'm a prude. <laughs> double double the spice. Is double that the, the last spice, dab? Is the that fun. the last dab? Yeah. <laughs> Was your butthole on fire? <laughs> Literally, it would have been if it was the last dab. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, that's good that you finished it. What else are you reading? Uh so then I went in a completely different direction and now I'm reading uh The Hate You Give or sorry, listening to The Hate You Give. Oh that's a good one i finally Mm. am getting on the train Mm. yeah that's a good one you'll have to listen to concrete rose after too yeah yeah i really enjoyed listening to concrete rose as well okay okay Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. uh it's i had to i started yesterday right after i finished the hating game so it was kind of like giving me whiplash so i had to stop it and i'll restart today i think yeah yeah (sighs) i can see how that would be a thing yeah because um the hate you give is actually 100 percent different yes i'm sure yes yes hmm. cool though what about and then you? Are you are you listening to hate you give yes and then are you reading anything aside from the honey no i haven't picked up a book book yet i gotta i have to hook actually i have to charge my book so i'm gonna mm. put the books that you just downloaded for me onto mm. the or got me on the internet not mm-hmm. for free yes. we paid for them yes our yes the books kobo subscription the books times yeah books books for kids yeah books for babes books for babes babes books for babes.com yeah Yeah. no No. i don't know what that is (laughs) i don't know either don't go to it (laughs) what about you what about you what about you um i i don't know i feel like i was reading all the same stuff last week but i'm reading daisy darker and i'm reading on my Kobo, and then I'm reading um, All the Light the, We Cannot See yes. in a physical book, a real book. How many times yet... have you dropped it on your face while you're reading it? <laughs> not many, but it is not the same as a Kobo. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting experience because I like holding 
like I like a mm-hmm. bookmark I forgot about bookmarks and like I like mm-hmm. I like it but at the same time when I get sleepy that I can't turn the text up so I just bring it closer to my face and then it's awkward in your hands it's not the same mm-hmm. like a whole new world out there anyway it's a bigger jolt when it falls on your face <laughs> yeah. and I can't put it in my holder so I have to like be and I don't have a clicker for it Ugh. 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 analog thing. technology right right but I need to Ugh. I need to pick something to listen to but I I had been neglecting my Dateline podcast so I did uh, a bunch of gotta, those gotta get a little ketchup and mustard even though I think that they post old like they just they'll post um whatever like they the want same one yeah like they'll post the same ones like multiple times like I, cool. I know yeah like I listen to them and I'm like I've definitely heard this before but <laughs> whatever <laughs> Sometimes you just got to listen to the vocal stylings of Keith Morrison. Yes. For Dateline. Uh, for Dateline. Or um, who's the other guy? Oh, uh, t- Lester Holt. This is Lester, Lester Holt. Holt. Yes, Lester Holt. I, is he the one that says what? What? I don't or is know. That Keith he's Morrison? just the, he's the one who just and is I'm like Lester that. Holt. He comes in and out. He's like the host. Yes. Yes, exactly. He's just the host. I, maybe it is Keith Morrison. Then one of them says "what, what," like the a, the a the oh, they, they pronounce the H A. Yeah, like the H A. But in other words, I noticed that he does it too. Hmm. Nobody knows hmm. what she was doing. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I've never noticed that. Now I'm going to only notice that. Yep, hundred percent. I ruined it. Sorry. Thank you. Anyway, I don't know anything. if you have anything else new going on. No. Well, I guess we'll start talking about this book because there's so much to talk about, but we've got, oh, oh, we've got like a bunch of new babes. What? Yes. Tell me. How many? I don't even. Count them. uh, I I can't. Okay. I'll count them up quick. Nine. Holy crap. That's my favorite number. I wonder why. (laughs) What's your favorite number? Seven. What's your number on your jersey? seven cute or 14 multiples of seven Mm, i see um okay i'm gonna say hello to leslie logan holly miranda Gemma, naya sarah karen and Haley. oh my goodness hi i needed to take a few breaths to do that that is a squad yeah (laughs) nice welcome holy macaroni welcome and um, I think it, I don't know if it's the same Logan, but we had a Logan in the Facebook group who came through with, uh, who had finished the book and let us know who was writing what so that we mm-hmm. didn't have to ruin the book for ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Which we appreciated. And it was the same. It is the same Logan. Yeah. Hey, oh, thank you. Thank you. Welcome. And thank you. Um, and also something happened this week. Tell me. In the book. Well, no, I'm not going to tell oh, you yes. right now. <laughs> yes, there was lots in the book this week. But things have happened, so should things we? Happening. Shall we? Yes, let's do it. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. 
With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. This is week two of Mad Honey by Jody Pico and Jennifer Finney Boylan. And we're reading Olivia 4 to Lily 6. And I'm so sorry, but I've got a lot of speaking to do right now. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. I feel like um, I'm back in like elementary school oh. and I have a speech to do. <laughs> no, those were the worst days. I know. Why? I know. Okay. So I'm just going to talk, 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 talk for a minute. One one time I remember my speech. I did it on Shania Twain. <laughs> hell yeah. I did one on Alanis Morissette. Oh, hell yeah. Canadian <laughs> icon. Canadian. It was probably, it was it probably, probably the was same year. Because I think we yeah. probably. Had to... It was probably Canadian <laughs> icons. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> That's freaking funny. Okay. So Olivia for January to April, a few months after. So Olivia is thinking about how bizarre it is that abnormal things can become normal. So, for example, when she had to drive five hours to the hives after her father died, she did that so often that felt normal, even though it's like a lot, um, right? How yeah, bizarre. Her, how bizarre. How bizarre. Da, na, na, da, na, na. Is it ironic? Isn't it ironic? Ironic. Don't you Don't think? You think? <laughs> um. Okay. Also, like, her rose-colored glasses for Brayden during everything that was going on and mm-hmm. visiting Asher in jail, how that's kind of just become normal. Um, when they visit Asher, when Jordan is with her, she's able to be in a private room because he's the attorney. But when she visits alone, she has to talk through, to Asher through glass. So she has a booth at the Winter's farmer, Farmer's Market, but no one is buying. She realizes that it's because Asher is in jail and they're all judging her. When she goes to the bathroom, she hears two girls gossiping about it. They don't know she's in there. They say some, like, rude shit. No, she calls them out on it, too. She's like, I'm Asher's mother. Anyway, and so no one buys her honey, and when she goes to her truck, someone has smashed every single bottle that she had left in there, which is actually pretty sad. Like, wasting honey is a sad thought. That's savage. And those poor bees worked so hard. I know, especially because there's a a statistic we learned later on that I wrote down. It takes 12 bees to make one teaspoon of honey. And it was like Mm -hmm. like 562 flowers that they had to like gather pollen from or something. Like that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Her tires have also been slashed and it's very awkward when Mike comes to take her statement because, you know, he's maybe the one that arrested her son and they have a personal history. It's like, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
And then Jordan had an interview with Maya today, um, and it was very difficult. He says that one of her best friends is in jail and the other one is dead. So obviously she continually cried and one of her moms ended up ending the combo. So it wasn't a very good interview. He didn't get anything from Maya. Um, Jordan and Olivia visit Asher again. She is noticing how he's changing and not just his physical appearance. Jordan asks if he knows Abby and Tanya, who turn out to be the two girls that were trash-talking him in the bathroom. Or Danny, who is one of their boyfriends, and Danny is the one who did the vandalism. Um, Jordan tells Asher that Maya is worried about him, although she hasn't visited. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, Super sus. Um, But that she can't be a character witness because she won't be able to, like, stay composed on the stand. So he asks if there's anyone else who could do it, and Asher Asher suggests Dirk, and Olivia's like, uh, no. And then Asher suggests Coach LaCroix, like the bevy. Like the beverage. Um, and then we never could get on board with LaCroix. I don't think I've ever tried it, maybe once, but it was like just it's just carbonated water. It's like I don't like it. Yeah, I hate it. Oh, you don't like carbonated water? water? Mm, I do. I love the strawberry Dasani. Mm. Wait, no, no. Um, strawberry Perrier. That's what it is. Mm. Oh. Strawberry Perrier is yum. All right, cool. Not for everybody. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> not for everybody. <laughs> I mean, girl would rather. You almost drank water over a Coke Zero. So I know that you're DC loyal. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> That is legitimate, though. Mm-hmm. I feel yes. like water yes. over diet over <laughs> <laughs> anything other than diet coke. Mm. Yes, I'll take toilet water. <laughs> okay, so then we find out that there was a month when Asher was benched from his hockey team, and we find turns out that that was because he was suspended, and then it turns out that he was suspended for association on what some of the guys on the hockey team did, which was break into the math department, steal the exam, and sell the answers. But there's more. And here's what it was. Dirk was the one who executed the stealing of the math tests, but Asher was blamed as the one who came up with the idea. So he's like the brains behind it, even though he says it was a joke. He was joking about it. So obviously that doesn't look really good. So he doesn't really, like, he can't call Dirk and he's worried about the coach because if that comes up like if he puts the coach on the stand Mm -hmm. it's free game right but he needs a character witness obviously so he's debating Mm -hmm. what he should do and obviously he doesn't want Asher to take the stand either because then it opens him up to unlimited questioning so it's like Jordan's kind of Mm -hmm. on a rock in a hard place yeah exactly So Selena shows up as Olivia is taking down her outdoor decorations because it's after Christmas now. Um, Her and Jordan are going on a date to commemorate her hysterectomy surgery anniversary. Selena invites Olivia to come and she's like, no, thank you. Um, Olivia confides in Selena that she doesn't think Asher is going to get a fair trial. Selena says that at least he'll get a trial. Um, And she she and I appreciate her honesty, too. She's just like right up like if it was my son they probably would have just shot at him which is so sad but so true right because asher's white he gets to have Mm -hmm. a trial yeah um and 
also that the shock that Olivia is feeling comes from the fact that she was a ne- naive enough to believe all along that the justice system wasn't flawed. So it's this interesting like realization and Selena's trying to show up for Olivia, but is also trying to be like real with her too about yeah. her lived experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Olivia does end up going on this date with her brother and his wife, but it's not really a date because they're just discussing the case. Jordan finds out that Lily's cause of death is Sorry, my autocorrect took over and it does not say what it was. <laughs> Lily's cause of death is a brain hemorrhage caused by blunt force trauma to the head. And that Asher lied about being in Lily's room. And Jordan thinks that's the real question. Like, why would he lie? We got a flashback. And the flashback is to Olivia getting a secret abortion. She is relieved that she will not bring another baby into that household. So things aren't good at home, like bad in that flashback. Asher says that he said he wasn't in her bedroom that day, not ever. So we're finally getting some clarity on like that whole thing. Cause you and I had talked about it last week yeah. too. We're like, yeah. of course he's been in her fucking bedroom. They've been dating for three months. Like why wouldn't yeah. he be? Mm-hmm. But this is interesting because Jordan kind of gets hung up on it and it's like, but the police, and it's true, I'm fairly certain that Mike asked Asher, were you in her room? And he said yeah. no, like that yeah. day, which mm-hmm, makes mm-hmm. sense because it, yes. I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, I don't yes. understand what this, I don't know if this is going to come back or what. Yes. Yeah. But it's I weird. feel like, yeah, the question was, were you in her room today mm-hmm. or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like gave her him a specific time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then they're going, oh, well, we found your fingerprints and your DNA. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've been in her room before. Yeah, just not today. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, We find out that he would sneak out at night and stay the night with her. The first time that Asher and Lily had sex was in October. Jordan asks if Lily ever felt pressured. And he says perhaps only the first time. Um, Olivia is like feeling crushed about that but then he explains that after they did it the first time she kind of ghosted him and said she needed some time to think about things um and then we later find out that she was afraid their relationship would change after sex and then we later find out what's actually going on so i'm i'm relieved that we have some answers this week like well, I don't know. Answers, but also, like, opening up Pandora's box. Like, there's yes. got to be more. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, Jordan and Asher end up kind of getting into, like, a weird fight, um, and their meeting is over. So we have another flashback to Olivia and Brayden seeing a zombie movie together. Um, this is what they did on their first date. Olivia didn't want to go see the movie because she doesn't like horror movies because they affect her, and Brayden insisted on it. Um, and he he's so sweet because he says to her, um, don't worry, I would kill you myself before I ever let a zombie get you. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> that is not kind. That is not <laughs> a kind thing to hear. <laughs> Spring brings more preparation for the trial. Olivia and the coach will take the stand. Asher, Jordan, and Olivia have been going through all of Lily and Asher's text messages um, he sent one final text to her on the day that she died, and that text message was, in all caps, this ends now, I'm coming over. 
she texted him back, but he never got it. Um, we find out that it was typed, but never sent. And what that text was, was, don't worry, it's over. Jordan asks Asher who Ben Flanders is. We find out he's a hockey bro. Don't know if he's important, but I thought it was weird that he was mentioned, so threw it in there. Um, then we find out that Jordan is going to file a motion to dismiss that unsent text from Lily because Asher never read it, so it can't really affect him, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, we also then find out that the prosecution has offered Asher a plea deal, and that is that he plead guilty to manslaughter and serve 15 and serves 15 years. Um, Jordan tells Asher to think about it, and it's awkward. Um, what I didn't realize, and it's confusing, I didn't realize this about the legal system, and I'm not sure if it's just the American one or if it's the Canadian one too, but if Asher doesn't take this plea deal, Jordan said that the judge will, if he's convicted guilty at the trial, the judge will likely give him the heftiest sentence because it's like he didn't take this opportunity for a plea deal, which just seemed backwards. Like That does, yeah. It is, yeah. It seems like there's um like allowance for a lot of personal emotion Growth in the like, yeah. legal system. Even how yeah. like later on Selena was talking about how or earlier Selena was talking about how the prosecute the prosecution lawyer wanted to essentially get a promotion so she was going to like it's it's weird yeah. that there's so much room for that kind of stuff. In America, I think in the states there's a lot of politics involved as mm-hmm. well in the legal system, whereas here it there's not. Like you elect your like um I don't know the words that they use there, but like they elect um attorney like generals and right. stuff like that. Right. So like it's Well, they'll even sometimes all... even elect like their sheriffs and stuff. Exactly. So it's like there's a political aspect to it as well, mm-hmm. which I think they should be separate. For I sure. agree. I agree. I mean, I don't know. I don't know though. Who I'm I'm not who knows. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, and we get another flashback. The day Asher was born. Um, it was a full month before his due date. And Olivia is brought to the hospital and she remembers that Brayden had pushed her down the stairs. So that's cool. Uh I just wrote ah fuck because Asher tried to kill himself in jail. Olivia blames Jordan for this. She tells Asher he matters most to her in the world. And this is kind of a wake-up call for Jordan, I think. Like, he literally says, fuck the plea deal. Because Mm -hmm. Asher explained that him thinking about spending 15 more years in jail because he found Lily was, like, not going to work for him. So he'd rather just end it now. That was his thought process. Right. Okay, blah, 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 trial stuff. I did not take detailed notes on, like, everything that's going on with the trial. We've all read it. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivia goes to see Brayden, which was interesting. I guess the suicide attempt was enough for her to realize that she needs to get Asher out. So she tells him what happened. Um, he's pissed that she didn't tell him four months ago, which I think I understand. I feel like maybe he should have known. Mm-hmm. You would think know. that, yeah, you would think that's, yeah, that's a bit, yeah, I don't know how I feel about I it. Or, but also, like, does he not read the fucking newspapers? True. But I think he's in a different state, even. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Okay. But then how did she get there so quickly? Because she was in the, she was at the morning at her house. Like at least she was able to drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a five hour drive because then uh... they talk about it when they're. Oh, that makes sense because it was a five hour or no, it would have been a 2.5 hour drive for her to get from Boston to New Hampshire, I guess. Anyway, I don't know. That seems weird. Why wouldn't you know that your son has been in jail? Yes, like this seems like it would be big would. news. Yes. Okay. She tells him that she needs $100,000, that she doesn't want him to spend another day in jail after the attempt. Brayden agrees. Asher is released from jail. He comes home. It's awkward. Uh, he's used to being in jail so the new freedom is hard for him to grasp and olivia helps him rebandage his wounds he doesn't know how to navigate again at his house so then we find out that asher is required to be at the dismissal meeting which is the next day olivia goes too and jordan had requested a closed courtroom so it's nice there's not a bunch of media inside the courtroom um, the motion to suppress the text message is granted, so that's great. The jury will not find out about Lily's unsent text message. Um, there was a lot of stuff that I hadn't thought about, but that was cool that Jordan was talking about how, like, we don't even know if Lily typed that message. It wasn't sent, so how do we know? Like, mm-hmm. which is all very interesting. Um, Olivia wakes in the night and Asher is not there. She's worried. She rushes rushes outside to find him sitting on the porch and they kind of chat about jail and he asks her how long he's back for, like how long he's out of jail for and it's kind of sad. Yeah. The end. Oof. 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 <laughs> All right. Um, we're with Lily and it's four weeks before. Um, and it's been it's been one week since you looked at me. Since Asher walked out on her. Walked your head to the side and said, I'm angry. Stopped communication and fell into the void. <laughs> Ghosted someone. Yeah, cool. Um, Lily and Maya are at fencing practice. Lily seems to be like teaching Maya how to fence, essentially giving her tips and pointers. Lily starts getting all worked up and reading between the lines, coming up with like... um. I think she's like kind of storytelling in her own head a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is more reflection separate from the fencing. Um, She thinks that fundamentally she's happy, which is weird since she spent most of her life depressed. Um, And she, she likens it that she just didn't know how to make her life better. Um, and she's just been feeling like the weight of the past. Um, then we're kind of like back into reality. Lily is now ugly back cr- to reality. Yeah. Ooh, there goes mm-hmm. gravity. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there goes- mm-hmm. Um, spaghetti. Um, uh, spaghetti shirt. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Lily's ugly, crying, like she's finally just broken down and like kind of like pinned down Maya, which I think that's what was kind of going on. And yeah. Maya's like, this isn't about fencing anymore, is it? Like, you can tell me what's going on. She's feeling Maya's calmness in this whole situation. And her mom would tell Lily that Maya's like an old soul. But Lily thinks it's more 
just resilience of being an Asian American um, with two mothers in a white and straight town. And so just the everything that she's had to gone through, go through being who just who she is. That'll do it. That'll make a person empathetic. Yep. Yep. Um, of course, Maya talks first. She's like, so this is about Asher, right? <laughs> um, Lily tells her that they haven't spoken in a week. And she, Maya asks, did you tell him that you love him? Because that's usually makes him like run and hide. Like he's like out after that. He usually goes. Um, and then Lily tells her that she to- he told her that he loved her first and that was weeks ago so this is kind of confusing Maya a bit in the situation and then Lily wonders if it's maybe something to do with his dad she finally admits to Maya that it got weird after they slept together that is because Lily was wondering if it had moved all too fast and Asher didn't take it well. So she's explaining to Maya what's going on, but like leaving some of obviously her real truth inside, which. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like she's debating whether she can tell Maya or not, but Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is all kind of like cryptic as she's going through this because she's like should I tell her truth should I tell her like the truth kind of so then Lily circles back around wondering if it is something that could do with his dad um, or is it something that I've done and she even right now acknowledges that she wishes she could tell Maya the whole truth Maya tells her that um that she's not the only one who's sad. Like there's other plenty of people that are sad. You're not the only one. And Lily realizes that this isn't like a nice, supposed to be a nice comment, but she feels like she could slap her in this moment. Um, She says that there are parts of me that scare Asher. um, And she doesn't want to lose both Maya and Asher so she's gonna cut herself off like she's not gonna go any further um so she changes the subject and Maya tells her that she needs to show her something um she's like your mom's a forest ranger right and she's like yeah and she's like okay let's go trespass on some U.S. For- forest service land then and bring search I do no big deal <laughs> no worries <laughs> Um, she brings her to the fire tower. It's the scenery is beautiful, obviously up there. Um, Maya's like, okay, I get your point. And it's beautiful up here. I should be embracing life, blah, blah, blah. Um, Maya's like, no, stop looking in the distance and focus what's on in front of you. And there's, um, something like carved scribbled and it says Asher plus Genie. And then it's crossed out and it says, fuck Asher Fields forever. Forever. <laughs> yes. And then Maya explains her story that they had kind of a tumultuous relationship and that sh- when they broke up, she seemed devastated, but now she's doing fine. And in fact, she's a doctor. So like the world goes on. So it doesn't revolve around Asher, around Fields. Asher Fields. No, exactly. 
So now we're May 5th to 6th, five months after. So we find out that May is prime time for bees, but Olivia will be in court. Um, It's trial day. They arrive at the courthouse. And again, it's a media frenzy outside. Um, Asher makes the mistake of turning at his name being called and the media just goes nuts. They start asking him all this shit. It's like just too much for him. Like he's like a deer in headlights. Um, Jordan gets them inside and explains what the trial is going to feel like. He gives them both. He gives both Asher and Olivia paper and pen. Um, This is for questions to write down because he doesn't want them to show emotion or be like interrupting him. So he's and he says to Olivia, like, I don't care what you write down, write down your grocery list, like write whatever to make you calm, like just Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, the jury enters, Olivia studies them. She hopes that they can see the good in Asher. The opening statement, um, the state goes first. Gina starts, and as she proceeds with her statement, she brings up the fact that Lily had bruises that Maya noticed and worried about, which is something that is, I think, touched on a bit later, too. But that's interesting Mm -hmm. because it's not, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's not really Mm -hmm. talked about. Mm -hmm. Um... Jordan has a chance to have his opening statement, and he is essentially just reinforcing that Asher loved Lily and didn't kill her. The first witness takes the stand. It's Officer Tubbs. He was the first police officer to arrive on scene. Um, He goes over what he saw and what happened. The next witness is Mike. Olivia remembers how he took her to prom, and they didn't end up going to the party to drink because even then he was like ready to be a police officer and didn't want to drive drunk um instead they ended up going to a fair he kissed her good night after their date but two days later he got back together with his ex who he married um they're asking mike to talk about the beginning of the investigation he tells them about the dna in lily's room and asher's denial of being in there Olivia realizes throughout all of this that she's been writing down a list of ingredients for dessert she used to make with her mom, like a little comfort thing, without even realizing she was doing it. So that was kind of interesting. Um, Jordan questions Mike. He asks if they adjusted the doorknob for fingerprints. They did not um, because the door was open. So that would have been an interesting spot to look. And he pokes holes in the theory, asking, are you able to test the DNA for when it was placed there? And he's like, no. So he's essentially like, that DNA could have been left at any point. And Asher was clearly in the bedroom at some point. Mm-hmm. So your Poke DNA is holes. kind of, yeah. Um, apparently, this, okay, this is where I'm curious. Because apparently they did canvas the area and no one reported any prior visitors to Lily's house. We know that mm-hmm. Dirk was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and we haven't heard anything about Dirk in this week. So what is going on? Interesting. I mean, I thought that he was too, like, um, yeah. obvious of a yeah. suspect. Yeah. But the fact that he's... He didn't. Fit. It doesn't up seem like he. Yeah. the word. Yeah, and he didn't. Doesn't seem like he came and visited Asher in jail. Or good point. Good point. Like, mm-hmm. What's going on there? Okay, 
So Jordan asks if Lily or Asher's clothes had been ripped or scratches or wounds were noticed. The answer is no. Essentially, he's saying because the state is saying they had an argument and Asher pushed it on stairs or whatever happened. Mm -hmm. And Jordan's like, there is no evidence of an argument. There is no ripped clothes. There's no like physical evidence of some sort of altercation happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then Olivia is remembering how she met Mike at a farmer's market years ago after she had married Brayden. Um, He was happy to see her, but she was trying to keep herself at a distance. He noticed that she had a bandage on her hand. Um, She told him that it was because she burned herself while making honey, but it was really because Brayden threw a cup of hot coffee at her after she forgot to put sugar in it and she got a second degree burn. So that's cool um she he's a fucking worst she is kind of explaining again how she tried to cut ties with people who knew her before Brayden because they would have an expectation of her that is more than just Brayden's wife and that's all that she wants to be it's almost like an invisibility cloak she doesn't have to be anything more than that um but Mike expects the old Olivia who he knew So before he leaves, he tells her that she has options and he pays for um, his goods. And we also find out that him and his wife are divorced. Uh, But then wrapped inside the bill that he gave her to pay was a card for the battered women's shelter. So he's picking up on signs. So Mike knows. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. It's like he knows what's going on with Olivia so he jumped and to he, conclusions with Asher, maybe. Which Asher, maybe? Yeah. Like, there's some sort of something mm-hmm. going on. Because why else would we need to know that Mike knew? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a little, a little yeah. something in there. A little Easter egg. A little nugget. A little nugget. A little nugget. Okay. So Rooney McBride is the net- next witness to take the stand. And he is the medical examiner. He explains his job and what he does. Um, Gina asks him to walk through the details of Lily's injuries from head to toe. He confirms that he labeled her death as a homicide. Um, Jordan points out that Rooney's forensic pathologist job is a contract, not a full-time job. He is a hospital pathologist. And so he's trying to say essentially like discredit him for mm-hmm. his ruling as a homicide. And he says, perhaps you were rushing because female genital system was left blank and this is when Rooney says that he left it blank for a reason um that a uterus and ovaries were absent and he assumed everyone knew that quote the deceased was transgender mic drop (laughs) the bomb has been dropped the left the shoe has dropped and that is a twist and that's the first time anybody knows that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. i find that bizarre you had mm-hmm. mentioned before we started recording that you thought mm-hmm. that that was how could nobody had have said anything mm-hmm. like even her mom like mm-hmm. or like why wouldn't asher have told jordan true yes even just in confidence right he's his uncle and his attorney mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. true 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 i don't know i don't know i don't know but then again we were talking about it before we started recording yeah who has a right to know exactly and we yeah lily um deals with that too mm-hmm. in these next chapters mm-hmm. okay 
So it's five weeks before and they've been off again for a week. And she's reflecting on the statement, just be yourself. But that very thing puts her at risk as a human. Oh, we find out that um, as a child, Lily knew that she was not a boy. Um, We find out that her dead name is Liam and her father always told her that there was something wrong with her. Um, but which, which she doesn't think that there's anything wrong, never thought that there was anything wrong with her, quote unquote. So also which, circling back to the very first Lily chapter, how her father always wanted wish a, boy. a boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Looking back, she wished she could have spoke her mind to her dad saying like, nothing is wrong with me whenever he would ask. Um, she's reflecting on her mom and how her mom acts like her life is over which pisses Lily off immensely but also makes her feel guilty at the same time because she spent so much time trying to save her and getting us out of Seattle when dad tried to crush me which is interesting Um, and she moved them out of Seattle so that she could have Lily do her social transition first then she homeschooled Lily and supported her after everything went to hell at Point Crest and then kept her alive after her suicide attempt got her the surgery she needed and then they've moved here so we kind of get Lily's backstory of her roadmap I guess Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She mentions an old friend named Jonah, which I'm like, who's Jonah right now? But we find out who Jonah is. Ick. Yeah, what a Um, fucking... That was some carry-ass shit that was going on. That was... That is fucked. Absolutely fucked. Um, Her mom explains to um, Lily that she had to rescue some hikers today that were unprepared. And Lily gets what she's putting down and that decisions have consequences and now she's wondering what she should do with asher does she literally say like um asher i'm trans i should have told you before we slept together but i'm telling you now and now she's wondering like how he will react she knows he's a gentle spirit but he's also left her with bruises ah Um, there's talk about um trans murder and trans women being murdered i just want to acknowledge that it's awful and i hope that there are steps that we can take to eliminate that um and it's um, a very real thing yes yeah i just wanted to acknowledge i didn't want to pass over that um and so then she's wondering maybe she doesn't tell asher um and she's wondering that because she really truly believes that she's never been a boy anyways and is she really lying by not telling him um and which is valid it's valid that is very valid Mm -hmm. Uh, i and we were talking about that before like it is a valid point like Mm -hmm. it is nobody's business especially if you are a woman Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah like yeah anybody Like if everything is, I don't know how to say this with grace, but it's just, if you are, you've transitioned fully. Yeah. Whose business is it? 
or yeah. you're a man. It doesn't. You don't have you don't have a uterus, but that's the only difference. Like yeah, mm-hmm. truly yeah. Um, after all of her speculating about what Asher could say or what she could say to him, um, she wonders that, of course, he could just say that he loves me no matter what. So she's wondering, like, what will the outcome be of her decision? Mm-hmm. She ends up heading over to Edgar's, which is the music store, and she notices Lizzie, who owns the store, and she is also a trans woman. Um, Johnny starts hitting on Lily, who it seems like there's just a lot of regulars in that store. So everybody knows each other's name. Plus it's a small town. Um, this man named Johnny starts hitting on Lily. Lizzie tells him to back off. Um, and nobody messes with Lizzie in her own store. Um, we find out that Lizzie also plays the cello. And she's owned Edgar's for 23 years. And Lily knows the answer, but I think she wants to know more and wants to feel a bit of a sisterhood with Lizzie, Mm -hmm. but doesn't want to come out and say, I'm also a trans woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So she says, are you Mrs. Edgar? And Lizzie tells the story, you're new in town, but yes, I was Edgar. Now I'm Elizabeth. And, um, she just wants to tell her like we're sisters we I want to be out like you I want to be a trans woman but also I can't right now she's just on something has happened yeah 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 exactly um outside um she wants to be like everybody else but being trans she realizes that being a transgender woman is a gift at the same time um finally her she gives up her not speaking with asher and tells him that she needs to see him sends him a little text um there's talk and like i'm not i feel like i'm not um like i don't identify with any of this and i'm getting my eyes open to a lot of things here so i don't want to like go into so much detail on this because Mm -hmm. I but I want to acknowledge it um they there is talk about how Lily is passing as a woman there's talk about surgery there's talk about gender and gender identity and the difference between sex and gender and all of that thing so I want to acknowledge that but I don't fully understand how she is feeling so I just want to acknowledge but I think the the author does a really good job of painting the picture Mm mm-hmm um lily also feels a lot of shame for hiding um because she is passing um so well um and she wonders why she never joined the rainbow alliance at school um but she knows what it's like to be outed when you're not ready which is awful and Mm -hmm. we find out that she's been outed at every school that she's ever been to and each time it gets worse and worse ending at point crest where her dad somehow outed lily what the fuck yes yeah um then they tried to take that from her and tried to use her as the poster child for diversity at that school which is disgusting yeah you nobody needs a token like no 
Yes, it's awful. Um, but even though they were like trying to paint her as this poster child for diversity, she was still tortured by her classmates, and this all um like all ended at the Valentine's Day dance. That was the end of the line. So something happened there because the next day she tried to take her life at the oh, after the Valentine about that next chapter. Yeah. 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 Um, after, after reading about that stuff, it all made sense, though, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was like, <sighs> yeah. I understand what she's going through, like why yeah. it's all. Yeah. Yeah. So then Asher arrives and she's like, I got to tell you something. She's trying to work up the courage. They both kind of confess their deep love for each other. Like nothing you could say could push me away. Same. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then she finally says that I am a trans woman. And he's like, haha, joke, you want to be a man? I don't understand. Like, um, and she's like, no, I am a trans woman. I was it explains what it that means mm-hmm. to him. And he's just like, I gotta think about this, I gotta go, is his first reaction. And he she does try to like get him to stay. She touches him and he flinches, which is very, would be very painful. Um, But that's kind of how that chapter ends. And so that's why we find out that he had to think about things. Mm -hmm. Which I, I don't think is a um, unacceptable reaction. No, I don't think so either. It makes sense why Mm -hmm. a teenage boy would say, I've got to think about this Mm -hmm. and his reaction could have been better or it could have been worse exactly um a hundred percent I feel like just as a person who knows themselves and knows that I'm reactive like personally Mm -hmm. I know that when I'm feeling that way I'm also the type who needs to take time like I'm like yes yes I need to take time so that I don't say something that I don't mean and whatever so Mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily wrong that he Mm -hmm. took time but I don't think that it's necessarily what Lily wanted right which I understand I understand it all I understand it all Mm -hmm. yeah I can understand from both sides because yeah you wouldn't want to say something reactionary if that was your first thought and I think Mm -hmm. that is the mature thing to say like I need time but I Mm -hmm. wonder if what happens after is not what is appropriate because I don't Mm -hmm. think they they don't talk for like days and days and days yeah yeah, I mean, the whole not talking thing is mm-hmm. kind of immature. Yes, but it really again, does paint the teenage. School. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does paint the teenage on again, off again, really mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. We've all been there, probably. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. Olivia, it's May 6th, five months after. So we're back to the courtroom. Um, everything explodes after what the pathologist just revealed. The judge calls a recess. Um, Jordan thinks that the prosecution now has motive and that what they're going to try to paint Asher with is trans panic, um, which sucks. So Olivia notices that Asher seemed unsettled, but not surprised when that was revealed. Jordan tells Asher not to tell him whether he knew or not, and they're going to build his defense on the notion that he had no idea. Um, Olivia and Ava run into each other in the bathroom again, which is the second time. Like, I would just mm-hmm. stop fucking going to the bathroom mm-hmm. in public places, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. I'll wait till I go home. <laughs> yeah, or, like, find a, like, a 
private stall or something true like, the teacher's bathroom mm-hmm, status the teacher's bathroom yeah exactly like you'd think that you'd be able to if you're literally in a courthouse the there's probably yeah a judge that has a private bathroom yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> um olivia tells her that asher isn't a murderer and uh, ava says things aren't always as they seem to be which i kind of took as like a double meaning same right Mm -hmm. um we are learning about how olivia and brayden first met um it was a blind date and they were both on blind dates and they were both stood up on the blind dates um they end up having a great night and she realizes that she never got his number they had a joke where she was pregnant with his baby like they were like Mm -hmm. talking to a drunk girl it was just this like weird joke thing and the next day at her work, there is a balloon tied to her locker that says, like, it's a boy, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I hated that. With instructions, instructions, not an invitation, instructions to meet him for dinner. And that. Olivia is musing with the fact that back then she thought it was cute and not controlling. <laughs> Um, Olivia is thinking about all the times in the animal world where species change their gender and how that's completely normal. Um, it's their way of evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also thinking about how she's never thought about what it means to be a transgender woman, but now she is. Um, she, I didn't, it was awkward. Olivia seems pretty ignorant about trans people. Um, And I wrote down this quote, which kind of, like, signifies that, which is, I cannot imagine a man actively choosing to give up that winning ace. Um, Because I think it's more than that. Mm -hmm. I don't. Yes. Yes, definitely. (laughs) You know. Yes. Um, And I think that they were trying to, I wonder if they were trying to, like, not ease us into it because it's all so bad. But, like, showing her ignorance before, too, when Celine's son because they are obviously of color yes and she's like i didn't even think about that yes yes totally Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but then within a couple paragraphs i wrote down this quote which was if you want to understand something then this is olivia if you want to understand something you first need to accept the fact of your own ignorance and then you need to talk to people who know more than you do which is true thank you yes yes also I got to say something. Linda told me that in the author's note, we do find out that Jody wrote Olivia and Jennifer wrote Lily, but there's one chapter where they each switched and they don't tell you which one. What? That's cool. So I'm wondering if they switched at this part when Olivia goes to see Elizabeth. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Mm -hmm. this seems like a chapter that Jennifer, who is also a transgender woman, would have the experience to write about. True. And it's validity, right? Like the credit because she this is a lived experience. So she Mm -hmm. can talk about this. I'm just wondering, just throwing it out. That is very that's good point. I didn't know about that. Obviously, I haven't read the author's notes, Mm -hmm. but that is Mm -hmm. very Mm-hmm. well and i think because i she told me that while i'm still mm-hmm. reading it i'm more able to like wonder which chapter but i'm i got a little feeling about this yeah. a little hankering 
a little hankering. So Olivia goes to see Elizabeth and she's not happy to see her at first because obviously she knows who she is. Um, And then they sort of end up chatting. Elizabeth meets her outside and Elizabeth is helping her understand and navigate what being trans means. Um, I did appreciate the fact she goes over so much. I didn't write it Mm -hmm. all down. Like it was all very, there's a lot of knowledge there and a lot of, um, like, I think that it opened up my eyes a little bit too, just reading about that. And I also liked how Elizabeth was like, it's not my job to inform you. Like, because that's unfair. It's unfair to mm -hmm, seek Mm -hmm. out the person that you know and be like, tell me everything. It's like, exactly. Yes. Come yes. on. I did appreciate that Elizabeth did say that in the mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a strong character. And mm-hmm. I wonder if she's going to come back around. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Elizabeth tells Olivia that she needs to know the difference between secret and private, which are which is a very, very interesting, thought-provoking thing to say. Yes. And Olivia reflects back on this and she's thinking about how she navigated the abuse that she suffered with Brayden and how secret versus private applies to that as well mm-hmm. because it's not like she was keeping secrets she mm-hmm. just wanted that part of her life private which is very different mm-hmm. this was a long chapter I'm gonna summarize as much as I can I'm sorry if I don't touch on everything okay we're with Lily and now it's six weeks before Lily can hear screaming downstairs. She's worried about her mom. She runs down the stairs and almost falls. She was worried she was going to kill herself. Hmm. Interesting. 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 Yeah. Turns out it's just two lynxes getting it on and her mom's watching this, essentially. (laughs) And stoked. (laughs) And stoked on it because she (laughs) captured it. Um, Imagine you'd be like, ah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. And essentially, <laughs> Lily's just like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going now. Bye. Yeah, I'm just going to moonwalk out of <laughs> here. <laughs> Didn't see anything. Don't know what's going on. Mom, you're, Mom, you're weird. <laughs> you're weird. Um, Asher ends up picking her up, and he, it's been two weeks of perfect boyfriend bliss, essentially, is what mm. they've been experiencing. Mm hmm. Um, it's been nothing like his outburst at the fencing meet, which is interesting. Mm. Obviously, Lily's chapters keep going back and back in time, so I'm sure we will find that out soon. Um, but today he is off. There's something that he needs to tell her that she knows nothing about. He explains to her that they're going to see his dad and that she's got to keep a secret because nobody knows. We find out that a year ago, Asher stalked his dad on Facebook um, and he hasn't talked to him since he was six years old and he wants to know him, obviously. He's told his dad about Lily and that he loves her and she he then says like what about your dad like tell me a little bit about him and she's just like that's enough from me dog can't Mm, talk about him mm -hmm, mm -hmm. don't blame her on that one Mm -hmm. um so they meet the dad at Chili's which is funny um and I think at least I feel like that's like always like a funny thing like because we don't really have we don't have Chili's 
No, I don't Do know me? what that. I don't know what that is. No, I think it's like it's a like... Kelsey's or something like a restaurant, okay. like a yeah. just a family restaurant, yeah, yeah, yeah. just like a chain uh, so, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of like how they use the punchline Denny's as a joke sometimes. Oh, okay. I wonder if it's like the same thing. Let us know, American listeners. Okay, yeah, let us know. Maybe you can get a big gulp there. Like mm. Ashley likes the swish. I want to go to Utah to get the like the big diet coke. That sounds the, awesome. Even the biggest diet coke. Mm-hmm. you take three days to drink it and i'd love my three days of my life it would yeah, be amazing true, true, okay true, true. um lily's feeling like there's something off about his dad like he's putting on a show of a nice guy um he ends up like ogling the waitress and leaving like a 30 percent tip and lily can see that there's something going on between the two of them that's awkward mm-hmm. it's it's ox um she keeps one upping Brayden which I love because she doesn't mm-hmm. hide the fact that she's a smart woman it's amazing um this like makes her like him kind of like go quiet and inward and like try to dismiss it all um and she tells Asher on the way back that she's not getting a great vibe from him um and Asher explains that he's never met the family and that something's always come up when the plan is approaching, like the day is approaching. Very catfish. interesting. Yes. That's the first thing you learn on Catfish, everybody. Yes. Um, Asher is getting increasingly agitated on the way back and he explodes at Lily. Um, you think you know everything and you're pissing me off. Um, there's some stuff about me that's so dark you don't even know about. He's speeding faster and spat faster and just and he's doing this just to spite Lily by the sounds of it. He's enjoying this. Um, Lily tries to get him to stop and slow down. He hits her away and leaves her with a bruise and she's reflecting that she's gotten a bruise from somebody that she loves. Yikes. Yeah. That's a problem. Um, yes. She the person wonders... that you love, you should always feel safe with yes. and respected and heard. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't mm-hmm. feel like the speeding car is such it's such an like example. Symbol of and metaphor. Totally disrespecting you and your safety and your well being. Like in that moment, you mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. if you're asking them to slow down. Like, that's so yes. fucked. That's yes. so fucked. Yeah. And I I think that it's also kind of like symbolizing like they're reckless and they don't care yes. for your love. Yes. Like they don't yes. care for you. Yeah. Yeah. For totally. sure. Totally. Reckless in, in every way. That's the perfect yeah. word. They're being reckless with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, She wonders who Asher is in this moment. Um, Then we get a flashback to the Valentine's Day dance and we meet Jonah. She thought that he would never talk to her again after finding out that she is a trans woman. Um, Jonah. But he ends up, Jonah, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up asking her to the dance and she feels like she should have noticed the look in his eye at that moment, but she ignored it. Sorel? Um, that's, I feel like it's like the boot, but like. Yeah, it is. It's okay. Um, Sorel warned her that she should leave, but she can't trust her because she's also betrayed her by outing her to Jonah, which is not, not, not cool. Not cool. 
Jonah offers her a drink and she wonders if he has put something in it because he's feeling like she's feeling like kind of like spacey out of it. Mm-hmm. And then it's time to announce the Valentine's Day king and queen. And she is called up and she is crowned the Valentine's Day king and queen. And then they start playing Dude Looks Like a Lady, which. Where are the fucking teachers? Where are the teachers? Where are the chaperones? Where are <laughs> the adults? Who's stopping this? Yeah. Yes. Like who, yeah. Who's like, this is okay. This Let's is just fine. let this happen. Yeah. Yes. No. It's awful. It's disgusting. No. no. She obviously breaks down and runs out to the parking lot. And this is where everybody essentially attacks her and strips her down, even stealing her underwear. Like it's some sort of capture the flag game. They assault her. Mm-hmm. They assault her. Yes. Yes. Physically emotionally sexually essentially everything yeah it's awful we find out that lily stayed home and was homeschooled from the point on from from that point on by her mother which is why she's older than everybody else yeah um, we find out i love when yes, we find out yes um also i won't go into it but the next day she makes an attempt on her life um i don't think that i really we kind of already touched on that um, and then Asher appears at the window with flowers at 1 a.m., which it's like, go to bed. I'm trying to sleep. Come on. Nah. <laughs> He's Dawson. Um, I don't want to wait. <laughs> he truly is. Um, okay. So then he comes to apologize and tell tells her that he was mad because Lily was telling him the truth. And the look on the face was the same. The look on your face was the same that my mom would have when I was a kid. Um, He confesses that he's afraid that he's more like his father than he wants to be. Um, And then Lily believes him when he says sorry. And this is after (sighs) he hurt her in the car? Yes. Hit her in the car and she Mm -hmm. got a bruise on her shoulder um he asks her what her biggest secret is and she tells him about her attempt uh of taking her life and she explains that it was she had explained to him that it was from a car accident her scars um and then she also says i changed my name but not in the way that we're thinking um if she went from her dad's last name to her mom's Um, We get another flashback Um, after her attempt. Her mom has obviously done a lot of soul searching and everything herself. She previously thought that it was unnatural to have surgery to become a a woman or man, vice versa. Imagine Um, saying that to your kid. Yes. Like, ooh, that would stay unnatural. Mm -hmm. You're like, wow, I'm a monster. Cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Eventually, she tells her, I'm sorry, and everything like this. I've been talking with the doctor, and I think that if you want surgery, we'll get you surgery. She gives her a card that says, it's a girl. It's symbolism. She's finally... kind of cute. They're on the same page regarding her gender, which is lovely. Um, At this point, Asher's like, let's do it, but I want to make it special, essentially. So then... This is like a week later. It took him a week to get it all planned up and special and somewhere no one would find them doing it, essentially. So during this time, 
Lily's wondering and worrying about their first time and if he'll know the doctor said that not even a female doctor would know the difference um and she's wondering about obviously about sex and all of this as you would the first time you have sex anyways and then she mm-hmm. says some really interesting things here that are very i think important to anybody it doesn't matter who you are or how you identify she says that sex is always complicated like the first time you're with somebody um and you always wonder like how how will I act how do I look and all of this and she realizes that she doesn't know how to be with a man but it's the same for every woman for their Mm -hmm. first time Mm -hmm. which is like she is coming of age mm-hmm. in a gender way, which is mm-hmm. kind of beautiful that she's realizing like, what if he notices that I'm acting strange while I'm a woman having sex for the first yeah. time? So yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. So I think Makes it was sense. kind of, yeah. yes, it was beautiful. Um, Her recognizing that and realizing that she is a woman mm-hmm. truly. Anyways, um, he brings her to the tree house, which has been romantic romantified he's like done it all up they are do they do it it seems like it's um like it's consensual like they Mm -hmm. it seems lovely and then she remembers jonah afterwards and then i wanted to just quote this um after he they all assault her jonah tells her you thought that this was real that's what you get which really freaks out Lily and she's just like, I've got to go. This was a mistake. And she starts to run. He follows Almost her. Like she's questioning her own judgment mm-hmm. again. Right. Yes. From past yep. trauma, which makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Um, Asher runs after her and grabs her and says, talk to me or I'll. And he, she retorts back, which I don't know if he was going to do anything rude or mean or anything to her. Other than like, I feel like you should deserve an answer why you're running off. Mm -hmm, Even if you mm -hmm. say to him, I need time to think Mm -hmm, now, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, And she retorts back and she knows she's being hurtful or what you'll give me another bruise or smack me around like your father does. Yeah, that's rude. (laughs) That is rude. Um, And then he ends up letting her go she runs until she is lost and she calls maya who comes to save her interesting theories thoughts feelings well we know what the secret is now yes we know the secret we do not know who killed lily no but that comment about her almost killing herself running down the stairs mm-hmm because we yes. do know that someone was knocking on the door. Yes, somebody was knocking on the door. Did she run down and, yeah, just run down and it was an accident? Like, was it Asher knocking on the door and she ran yeah. down and it was the accident and that's why nobody saw anybody yeah. even though they didn't see Dirk? Though the door was open. True, open. that's true. And she would have closed it after she saw mm-hmm. Dirk. Yes. Other thought, maybe... I'm thinking now because it sounds like Asher confides in his dad a lot, mm-hmm. thinking that it's all secret, secret because nobody knows about anything, right? I wonder if Brayden came. She tell he tells her, sorry, 
Asher tells his dad that Lily is trans, a trans woman, and he's not knowing how to feel about it, speaks with his dad about it. And then Brayden comes and is like, is like, um, okay, okay. Yeah. So wait, sorry, I keep getting confused with the timeline. When Lily was killed, they weren't speaking because she had told him that she was a trans woman. No, they she he tried to set up a reunion with the dad. Right, with her father. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But she and told she him she wouldn't have told she wouldn't have told Asher what her dad did to her yet. Mm-mm. No, Just we don't know alive. yet. Alive. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we don't know that yet either. And like what does it mean that her dad outed her at her last school? Even yes. though then the Sorel woman, lady, kid, whatever came into the situation too which okay the dad theory is interesting because remember how i was like how would he not know maybe Mm -hmm. he's deliberately not knowing because he does know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if he's the one that killed lily just as you were talking and talking about how about um olivia and their experience uh, their experience together i had that thought like maybe asher told his dad and he's just a massive bigot and is like i can't believe my some uh some kid would do that to my son trick him into whatever right i could see brayden being like that was a trick instead of just a young girl living her life right okay interesting and him getting pissed off about it or something interesting okay I'm still sus on Dirk now. Yes. Because and I Maya. find it weird that they canvassed the... I'm not as sus on Maya. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm feeling like she was actually kind of a good friend for Lily. True. I guess. Yes. I don't know, though. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. This book could go any which direction. True. I really don't know at this point. Honestly. 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 Well, so, I guess we'll just read next week then. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Hey, let us know what your theories are. Who? Yeah. Who done it? Who done and it? And which chapters so, do you think that oh, Jennifer yeah, and call. Jody swapped on? Good call. Good call. Yes, the Facebook group is bumping. Go yeah, join bumping. and chat. Boots and hats. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and bats and hats and cats and. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Give me. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.